This is Smug, broadcasting live from Cairo, Egypt. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ruthless. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died. Judge Amy Coney Barrett. If Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Maybe that's a question you should ask China. Anyway, my time's up. I'm not thinking, Mr. That's President. okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media. We are born free and we will stay free. Well, Smug, let's take the obvious right off the top here. Uh, You are in faraway lands coming to us, braving great danger, undoubtedly. (laughs) Absolutely. What is going on? At at this moment, I am in in Cairo, Egypt. Later today, I'll be heading to Alexandria. It's been, let me tell you, it's been quite the adventure. Uh, I've been letting folks on Twitter know that uh, due to COVID, there is essentially zero there, there are no tourists in this country. Every, 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 you know, site, every ruins pyramid you go to, there's no one there. You have it to yourself. Uh, typically it's like a two hour line to get into King Tut's tomb. I had it to myself yesterday. It's, it's pretty <laughs> let me, amazing. Let me just interrupt you for a second. There's a reason for that smug. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I, I was thinking, you know, lots of people always say that oh man, you know, if Biden or if Trump win, I'm, I'm going to leave the country. And you know what? It started looking like maybe Biden has this. So I, I followed through. I left the country. Um, <laughs> I'll be back, you know, in a, in a few days, but I, I, I followed through on that. You promise. never said, you never said permanently, never said permanently. <laughs> um, but this me, has let, been, let me tell you quite the, quite the interesting trip. I want to uh, interrupt. I want to interrupt with with one piece of this before you get in because I do want to hear some detail. But mm-hmm. I just I, th- there is is nothing more on brand for comfortably smug than world traveling during a pandemic. I mean, it seems like a great idea, <laughs> and, and it pretty much has been. Uh, I'll tell you about the interesting thing. Like uh, as soon as I land in Cairo, I get picked up by my handler over here. And uh, the first thing he informs me of is he was like, well, you know, you're a U.S. citizen. And uh, as such, the government has provided for a U.S. security member. I was like, a security member? What the hell is this? Well, essentially, a security member is a guy who rides shotgun, you know, whenever my driver is taking me somewhere. He's a guy in a suit with a uh, submachine gun tucked under his blazer. I'm dead serious. Uh no. Dead serious, you know. I go out to the pyramids. There's a guy with a submachine gun watching wait, 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 me. Wait, 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 wait. Dead serious. Dead serious. I, I, like, uh, I, I, you know, we get out of the car. This is this is day one. We get out of the car. We're walking up to the pyramid of Giza. Uh, the security guy gets out of the. You know, he, he's riding shotgun. He gets out, puts a, a magazine into his MP5. I got a good look at that thing, man. It, it's it had the fun button. It had that select fire. He's got this full auto submachine gun. And he's like, all right, we ready to go? And I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to argue with the guy with the full auto. Said, wait a second. So wait, are we sure this is on the up and up? This is like an official thing? Or are you just Listen, like. I mean, I am currently in Cairo. So I want to say thank you to glorious leader Al-CC. Your efforts are appreciated. I am not going to cause any problems here. <laughs> you, 
You literally have a man with a submachine gun that walks around at all times. At all times. I mean, there's there's pros and cons to it. First, you know, I mean, obviously, there's a guy with a submachine gun watching me. But at the same time, you know, whenever I go to a site, whenever I'm at a tomb or a temple or whatever, all these all these guys who try to run up and and, and hawk these like cheap goods, he gives them one look and and they just like back away instantly. <laughs> Everyone knows it's like apparently the dude with the suit and the like shades and the earpiece. You know, these guys got some machine guns and you should probably leave them alone. So, oh, my God. So, like, if any listeners have any info on yeah. how common this sort of thing is, the this State seems Department to me, or something, seems I will, to I'm blinking for help. <laughs> I wish um, everybody could see what I'm seeing right now, because it looks like Smug is in the basement of, a, 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 shall we say, a makeshift uh, presentation mm-hmm. Terrorist yeah, here. this is well. This is essentially a bunker. So, uh, the hotel I'm I'm staying at in Cairo. It's you know theoretically the nicest one you can get. But uh, while we're recording on 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 this day, uh, there is a wedding happening here in Cairo. It must be some like princelings or something because you. This is a city of twenty like twenty five million people, and from edge to edge you can hear this wedding. Like they have the largest sound system probably in the Eastern hemisphere. <laughs> and I, I mean, I couldn't record under that situation. So like I, I called the front desk and like, well, we have like a, it's like a bunker. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm intrigued. You know, the adventures never cease around here, do they? Um, so it, it you know, in, in, in the video feed that, that Holmes is getting, it looks like I'm at some like CIA black site. It totally looks like you're at a black site right yeah. now. Like Buddha judge is, is, is right there. <laughs> Pointing a gun at me. <laughs> Just off camera. Well, it's nice to know they, they really celebrate the wedding. They're probably trying to get that in, huh? Well, yeah. You know, if it's looking like Biden is going to win, if I'm in the Middle East, I'm trying to have my wedding now before he can get back to drone striking them. So I can't blame <laughs> them, you know. Now you now is the time to celebrate. Now's the time to get hitched if you're in the Middle East because, you know, it's not going to be safe if Biden takes over. <laughs> the drone striking will be back. Jeez. Um, well, we're going to have a full roundup next week on all of the various Biden transition appointed cabinet members. And I f- have a feeling will help illuminate that point of view. Totally. Um, well, I think that's enough about the Egypt shenanigans for now. Are you ever uh, coming back? Let me just, I, I hope. Gone for <laughs> I hope, I hope, you know, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to plead with the man with the submachine gun. Who totally. I, I know from playing uh, Reagan war crimes is a quite versatile weapon. I'm going to plead with him to allow you to board your flight at some point this week. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing is like, if there was any drama in like one of these public markets, you know, war crimes for Reagan, call of duty war crimes for Reagan has taught us that MP five is a very versatile weapon. <laughs> <laughs> so thank goodness for that. What do we got on the show today, though? What, well, let's get into the, the first news. thing. Let's get into the news. And if those of you, uh, you know that we have conspicuously refrained from too much analysis of this legal battle. And that's for a couple of reasons. The first is neither of us are lawyers, but you know what? Expertise yeah. has never stopped us before. So, you know, why else? <laughs> and, and, you know, the second part is, well, you just never know what you're going to get out of these things. Nope. And, and, and last Thursday... I think we found out why it was a super good idea not to weigh in with both feet. Um, we had 
a woman by the name of Sidney Powell, who sort of fancied herself as a part of this Trump uh, legal effort with a two hour press conference. And you could tell, you know, the funny thing is I'm sitting here watching Fox and she strides up to the microphone and she's got one of those sort of vacant stares going on that I felt like, you know, I don't know this woman, but I felt like anything's possible. Right. And it turned out more than anything was possible. This is, she did went on to describe one of the most incredible international conspiracy theories that I've ever heard spouted from the lips of a human being on television before. I mean, it, this, this sucker could win an award in and of itself. She had Hugo Chavez involved tens of Amazing. millions of votes being, so he's been dead for years, by the way, but he was, he was at the root sort of at the hub of this conspiracy uh, to change tens of millions of votes using a election software that was uh, evidently masterminded by the Venezuelans and put into practice by a whole host of international conspirators that uh, also included Republican politicians, uh, governors and senators and the like. And, you know, I, I think uh, immediately I started laughing because that's my reaction to these sort of things. I just, I, I like the crazier, the funnier. <laughs> I mean, this sounds a lot like the Da Vinci Code or something. <laughs> Like, like this is the next Dan Brown novel. Right. Right. But like a lot of people didn't find it all that funny. Right. And and I get it. You know, it's this, we're in a transition and I mean, people didn't laugh at it. So, so like Tucker Carlson, for example, did not find it all that funny. And he said, all right, look, if you're going to make Kate a claim like that, ostensibly trying to represent the Trump campaign, you, you got to have some backup for it. I'll give you the hour on my show to come in and give us any detail, anything that you want to provide that could substantiate these claims. And she, she declined aggressively on that front. Right. And so I knew, I knew like eh, anytime Tucker is uncomfortable with like really going after the libs, there's gotta be more here. And sure enough, Sunday night rolls around and the Trump campaign publicly executes old Sidney Powell. Amazing. (laughs) Here's the, Here's the statement, because it's just it's pretty good. Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own, said Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, another lawyer for Trump, Jenna Ellis, in a statement. Quote, she is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity. End quote. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so <laughs> it turns out. It turns out this this little uh, fancy tale was um, more than anyone could bear. Quickly got to the end of it, but but look, as I'm laughing at all of this stuff, I think it, the biggest question for me is is very legit to for a voter in this country to ask why are we were constantly being entertained by insanity in politics today? Like why are we constantly? at the fringes of sanity and well beyond in this case. Like, how do we get here? And, you know, listen, uh, why don't we bring Duncan in on this? It, it seems like a good time for it. Mr. Duncan, the people cry out for some Duncan on these clowns. Hey, fellas. Uh, so, I mean, we're talking now about how very concerned the media is mm-hmm. that, uh, Donald Trump's legal challenges of the 2020 election are, quote, damaging our democracy. So let's talk about 
damaging our democracy. Shall we? Let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Let's do it. After the 2016 election, a, uh, a very prominent Harvard law professor, Larry Lessig, he launches this effort called the Electors Trust. And the goal of it is to convince Trump electors to defect from the president-elect. They stood up a 501c4 or some other organization to basically provide, you know, free legal advice to any electors they could convince to abandon the president. Can I stop you on this real quick, Duncan? So so what we're saying, this is post-election 2016, and this guy and these lefties are funding an effort to have electors who are otherwise assigned by the election to represent Trump in the Electoral College defect. Oh, not only that, not only that, get this, here's a great quote, that they were, quote, preparing a wave of legal challenges intended to overturn laws in 29 states that purport (laughs) to bind electors to their party's nominee. Oh, you know, a lot of people really forget how loony these folks went in 2016. Yeah, they got to get exposed for all of that. Wait, wave of legal challenges. Those those were good then. Yeah, yeah. It sounds more familiar. They're bad now, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, in in 2016, guys, if you don't remember, you remember there was a faithless Trump uh, elector. I think he was in Texas. I mean, the New York Times gave him an op ed. To write about why he was abandoning <laughs> Trump. I mean, these people are sick. <laughs> the you know? But now, now it's damaging democracy, right? right? But of course, he failed. Larry Lessig failed. He took it to the Supreme Court and he lost. But he's back now. This is the great part. He's back now, arguing the exact opposite. Perfect. <laughs> electors, Perfect. electors can't can't defect Perfect. from Biden. And, and and even better, he's doing it through the same organization. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, they just switched the, did they switch the name or anything? Or they well, just- it's just, no, no. In the way, the way he justifies it, the pretzel logic of this is, well, you know, I took it to the Supreme Court. They told me I was wrong. So now I get to argue the opposite. <laughs> oh, what principle. It's just absolute hypocrisy. But here, here's the thing. It's not just, you know, these liberal professors who are the hypocrites and the offenders here. Let me tell you about a few other ones. The media told us that the Trump campaign was was doing the collusion with Russia through Cambridge Analytica, the, the data firm, you may recall. Netflix made an entire documentary on this bullshit, and they called it The Great Hack. <laughs> this was this sucker was at Sundance, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's yeah. all nonsense. It, it's nonsense. They did an investigation uh, in Great Britain because that's, as you may recall, that that was basically the impetus of this was that because this Cambridge Analytica data firm, um, you know, had offices in Great Britain, that they could claim that Cambridge Analytica had violated a data protection regime within the EU. And so that was how they they launched this investigation. Of course, that, ele- that, <laughs> that investigation revealed that, yeah, it's just like a political data firm that does everything that everybody else does. And also beyond that, they were actually very bad at what they did. That, yeah. like, they were essentially right. just like snake oil, sa- uh, snake oil salesmen who never followed through on any of their promises. But for years, the media told us, oh my God, Cambridge Analytica, they hacked the election. Cor- c- correct. 
In fact, the media was willfully obtuse about the organization mm -hmm. and took their pitch deck and acted like it was real. Yeah. Because all it did was confirm what they wanted to tell their readers, which was that Russia and Trump colluded through this data firm to, you know, uh, buy some Facebook ads. So, so it, it was bullshit. You see where this is going, right? I mean, this is this is how we start entertaining insanity, because for generations and generations and generations, you get nothing but straight up fake made up bullshit. Right. And guys, it wasn't just this data conspiracy this wasn't just Russia troll social media ads. No, no, no. The media promoted the actual conspiracy theory that Russia changed vote totals in 2016 by publishing story after story about how, um, you know, election websites, secretary of state's offices, which, you know, just like report the totals, you know, were vulnerable and that, you know, they found hackers who could uh, change counts on individual machines. Oh, of course, this is all bullshit. Right. It sounds to me like they're questioning the legitimacy of the election. Oh, you, you think so? Well, here's Weird. the thing. So I found I found this poll. So there was an Economist YouGov poll two years after the 2016 election where 67 percent of Democrats believed that, quote, Russia tampered with vote tallies to get Trump elected. Oh. Yeah, it, it turns out when you pump out garbage to people who want to be lied to and tell them that Trump and Russia colluded to change vote totals, they're going to agree with you. Yep. They yep. did this for years. And, and what we find out is the inverse is also true, right? Right. When, when you know that you're being lied to time and time and time again, and nothing is anything but straight partisan politics to try to enable a leftist agenda, you're liable to buy just about anything. Oh, well, here's, here's, here's another great one. Speaking of that, Holmes. It has become a central pillar of democratic politics that Stacey Abrams never lost. <laughs> yes. Yeah, isn't that something? It was a litmus test in the presidential race in 2020. Yeah, they couldn't say it. They couldn't you know, say it. But you know where Stacey Abrams is now? She's on national television talking about the Georgia election and how, you know, it wasn't stolen from President Trump. She has never conceded that she lost in 2018. <laughs> I mean, it's just it, the, the parallels are so remarkable. But but again, I think like what makes all of these examples so powerful, it's not just the hypocrisy of it. That is a big piece of it. It's also what it has done to condition society to a factless station. Right. We are now living in a reality where you get bonkers bullshit on the reg. And unless you're tuned into Ruthless twice a week, you don't know what the hell's going on. I mean, we got to give credit where it's due in terms of these hoaxes being pushed on the public because the Hillary Clinton campaign, after they lost, they knew, well, we can't take the blame. And they're like, what do we do? Let's let's look through uh, our, our bag of ideas. Who's got Russia? Okay, let's just say Russia caused this. <laughs> they, they threw this out there, zero basis in fact. You know, the media ran with it and we got we got a president impeached off of lies that the Hillary Clinton campaign put out there. Yeah, and then you know what, Smug? And I got to give a hat tip to Jeff from our, our team for finding this. Apparently, Hillary went back and deleted all those tweets from 2016. Oh. Amazing. When did that? Wow. Hit that bleach bit. 
Hit that yeah. bleach bit. I mean, she yeah, just with the know, cloth. racing servers and such. That's her thing, right? Using the cloth. I mean, at least yeah. Stacey Abrams. Like <laughs> at least Stacey Abrams and Larry Lessig own their hypocrisy, and they still are out there now arguing the opposite thing. She just goes around and deletes shit. Boy, she's got a brand, doesn't she? She just yeah. never she follows through on it. Commitment. Good old Hillary. Well, <laughs> speaking of murderers, allegedly, you know, many people are saying. <laughs> We got to bring up Andrew Cuomo. Wow. Yeah. It's quite a lead. <laughs> They're giving this guy an Emmy award. I can't believe this. Josh, give us the breakdown on this. It's so painful and it's a perfect segue from our Duncan on Duncan uh, because it, it's this invented reality that libs create for this for themselves, this performance art where it, none of it is real. All of it mm-hmm. is made up and, and it's just, it's infuriating. Let me read to you NPR on this story. The International Academy of Television Arts and Sciences announced Friday that it's breaking with tradition and awarding its International Emmy Founders Award to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo. It's being awarded for his coronavirus briefings. Unreal. Here's the, here's the quote from the, from the dude. The governor's 111 daily briefings worked so well because he effectively created television shows with characters, plot lines, stories of success and failure. People, turned, people around the world tuned in to find out what was going on. And New York tough became a symbol of the determination to fight back. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, he really did create a television show with, you know, these fake plot lines that you had, you had journalists across the country making Andrew Cuomo a hero for essentially sending elderly to die in nursing homes from COVID. Uh, And they're like, you know what? Ron DeSantis has a lot to answer for, (laughs) for all these deaths in New York. It's unreal. The guy, you know, Cuomo even writes a book taking a victory lap on how good he was at handling COVID when, when you know, possibly New York's headed right back to lockdowns. It, you know, it, COVID is still here and the guy has already written a book. He's getting an Emmy. It's unbelievable. It, it's all performance art. The fact is more people died in New York than anywhere else. Yeah, the I saw that, is, that statistic is that like if, if New York were a separate country, it would have like the highest death rate from COVID. And they 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 gave this guy an award. You I know, mean, the media I, made Andrew Cuomo a hero for that. It's but it's right back to the, the point we were just making. You know, it, it, it's like all he did is go on TV, throw up a couple of jokes, you know. Oh, yeah. Double gun his brother on CNN. Talk to the late night hosts, which, by the way, have just become a Democratic super PAC in every station. Pretty much air Democratic candidates and Democratic points of view. But like that alone, that's it. Right. I mean, the objective facts are more people had coronavirus, more people were exposed. They were slower to react than almost every other state in the union. And more people ultimately died as a result. Those are the facts. And I mean, how you know, you brought up a great point. How infuriating is it that supposedly a news outlet, CNN, would air, you know, the Cuomo Brothers Comedy Hour as a show where you got Chris Cuomo interviewing Andrew Cuomo. They're just telling jokes. People are dying from COVID. You know, the outbreak is going out of control in New York State. And meanwhile, the media is like rolling out the red carpet. All right, Andrew Cuomo, you want to have a variety show with your brother on CNN? Let's do it. Let's talk about your big nose. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Yeah, there's like a giant Q-tip. It's like, 
bro, there are people being sent to nursing homes to die. Unreal. I mean, I just, it, it's, it's incredible. There is nothing that embodies the fake media news entertainment culture in this country more perfectly right now than Andrew Cuomo winning an Emmy award. Absolutely. You know, Ron, you know, governor DeSantis must answer for this. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, we're never, we're never going to conclude a podcast. And we said this, we warned you at the beginning that we're never going to conclude a podcast without speaking about Georgia. Got to talk about Georgia it, and it's um, important. So, so where do we begin here? You know, the first thing I want to bring up is good old cocaine. Mitch is stepping up to the plate and running ads to fundraise for Leffler and Purdue. You know, Georgia is a battleground of battlegrounds. That's going to be a fight. The Dems are going to fight tooth and nail. You know, they've even had people like Andrew Yang saying, just move to Georgia on paper, vote and, and get out of there. So that'll tell you what they're willing to do. Uh, Absolutely. Look, everybody's all in on this. And I, I mean, everybody from cocaine Mitch to I've talked to people who are listeners of our program who, you know, frequently got on win red and hit the donate button at a small ballot. Like everybody's mm -hmm. pulling weight on this. It looks to me like Republicans are pretty unified. There, were, there was one thing that I wanted to bring up that made me a little bit nervous, but, but I was completely reassured basically by Don Jr. Um, there were some psychopaths down in Georgia that were essentially saying, like, look, unless you take the Sidney Powell routine live, uh, we're, we're not going to vote anymore, right? That basically wow. they're not going to show up in Georgia or anywhere else for anybody. Like, they're not going to have their concerns represented in any way. We're just going to boycott. And obviously, that's the worst message ever. But this is, I just love this from, from, Don Jr. yesterday, just the guy has COVID. He's in his basement. He's recovering. He's still firing lasers. He says, quote, I'm seeing a lot of talk from people that are supposed to be on our side telling GOP voters not to go out for Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. This is nonsense, all caps. Ignore those people, all caps. We need all of us, of our people coming out to vote for Kelly and David. Hashtag MAGA, hashtag GA Senate. That is, let's man, go. That is the message. That's, that's it. And you know, there's nobody who's had more skin in the game than Don Jr. Here is dad's on the ballot. They're, they're still fighting state by state. They've got a big battle to fight in Georgia. And yet this guy sees the bigger picture. It's just, you know, I love it. I really love yeah. it. Shout out to him for stepping up. Good stuff. Seriously. So anyway, we're all there. I think, I think, just keep your eye on Georgia. The, the, the Ossoff and Warnock are insane. You know, we'll keep covering them. I think last week we did a nice job of using the tool. Yeah. You really went in on that. Uh, but you know, keep your eye on it. So that brings us to the end of another great episode. This is a good one. Look at that yeah. live from Cairo. We can still make this happen. So, so around the world live from Cairo, we all need to pray for smug safe yeah. return and the man I hope with I the get gun. Back. And the man with the gun <laughs> hopefully is just observing you. Um, uh, but but we are also not going to take a vacation for no, Thanksgiving. We are going to give you a Thanksgiving spectacular smug. You got to tell them about it. It's going to be amazing. You know, what else are you going to do than listen to us tell you how to deal with your lib family members eating vegan tofurkeys on their Zoom calls for Thanksgiving. 
you're, you know, we will give you the inside track on how to dunk on them. Cause it has to be done. It has to be done. It has if, to they're, be done. if they're too much of cowards to show up at your dinner table to fight, you take the fight to them. <laughs> when they, when they show up via zoom wearing masks in their own home, uh, yeah. we'll give you something to deal with. We'll give you go some talkers. in, go in. We'll have all, we'll have all the talkers. Uh, it's going to be another great episode. And uh, that brings us, that brings us to the end of this one. So until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line and own the libs. Stay ruthless. We'll see you Thursday. <laughs>